Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jason Waters. How are you, buddy? I'm doing excellent. Perfect. Well, we just wrapped up recording an episode on the first six months at the movies in 2022. And uh, earlier in the day, you had sent me an article about sort of the the dual movie phenomenon, if you will. And maybe you could just... uh, Briefly explain what the dual movie phenomenon is. So it hit me uh, when I was making my list this year when we had Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Everything Everywhere All at Once also dealing with the multiverse and coming off of Spider-Man No Way Home with the multiverse. So Marvel and the Everything Everywhere All at Once, completely different movies. One's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One is not. And it started me thinking about how we have these times when just two movies with such similar plots come out. I mean, at the end of each of these movies, you've got two characters with a third eye, literally, you know, shown in the movie. So I found this article that went through all of the all these movies that have extremely similar plots that came out at exactly the same time. And I thought it'd be fun to talk about, you know, kind of delve into those movies and which one you prefer over the other one. Absolutely. And that's why we're calling this episode Deja Vu. Deja uh, Vu again. Because, you know, when you were sort of just going over the list with me, I was – a lot of them I remembered. Like as soon as you brought up the – I'm not going to name them right now. I'll wait until we go through the list. But it was interesting because a lot of these I saw in the theater the same year, you yeah. know. Like so, um, I, yeah, I thought it would be fun just to quickly kind of go through this list and – uh, you know, our quick thoughts on which one we prefer better. So why don't we just kick things off right yeah, away? Let's so. start it off. We got okay. 25 movies to go through here. 25. All right. We're going to go through this quick, guys. Don't worry. All right. Uh, first one, After Earth and Oblivion. After Earth. That was the M. Night Shyamalan directed film starring Will Smith and his son. Jaden. Yep. What I think interesting about the marketing for that film is nowhere in the trailers does it say an M. Night Shyamalan no, film. No, like no. They, his brand had kind of been sullied by that point. I think he was coming off of, oof, I think it was the last Airbender. He was coming off the Happening, and then the last yeah. Airbender, and it was all of a sudden it was just slump, slump, slump. They were just not marketing a movie with him being the director. Yeah, Oblivion, directed by Joseph Kaczynski, starring Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. And Morgan Freeman's in that film. Uh, okay, I'll just go ahead and say it. I think Oblivion's the better of the two movies. Yep, me too. Um, uh, I, I did see After Earth, did not see that in the theater. I did see Oblivion in the theater. I made it about halfway through After Earth, and I forget which, I, whichever streaming service eventually pitifully picked it up. Could, it, it couldn't hold my interest. Will Smith is making a really interesting choice in that film. His like Just the, the, the accents that they choose to use. And, I think this was him trying to get Jaden into acting, yeah. and that's it was his sacrificial role. And it was just interesting because the movie with a typical Will Smith personality – I think the movie could have been a lot better. It was a very interesting choice. Okay, so next okay. one on your list. We're going to write that one down. Oblivion. Next one, buddy cop movie. Okay. 2010. Okay. We talked about one of these a couple weeks ago. Cop Out. Okay. Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. Or the other guys, Will Ferrell and Marky Mark. Okay. Well, I'll just go ahead and kick this thing off real quick. Uh, uh, the other guys every day of the week. I gotta say, cop out. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I don't get me wrong. I love Will Ferrell. I love the chemistry in there, but with cop out, Tracy is Tracy Morgan at his best, and Bruce Willis just—I mean—you can just see him twisting him the whole time. Okay, for me, there's just 
there's just too much hilarity, hilarity in in the other guys. It's not a perfect comedy by any stretch of the imagination, but sort of the dynamic between Wahlberg and Farrell for me is enough. Yeah, it, it is enough. Um, I, I appreciate that. It was the one scene when he's humming and he's like, <laughs> "Stop it!" So, all right. So you, I, I, I took the other guys. You yep. took cop out We're on split that. Split on that one. Okay. Next one, horror movie of 2005, The Cave. Okay. Or The Descent. Okay. <sighs> I have seen both of them. I'll be at The Cave only one time. I've seen The Descent a couple times. I'm going to go with The Descent. Yep. That's for me, too. And that has a very ambiguous ending to it, too, which I kind of respect. Like, you're kind of like, was this all in her head? You know, the whole nine. Like, yeah. So The Cave seemed more of a realistic type. Yeah. Um, the Descent was more horror-based. Okay. All right. So we agree on that one. Next, let's do a reality uh Reality series movie, Ed TV, okay, or The Truman Show, Ed TV, which I believe was directed by Ron Howard, yep, uh, with Matthew McConaughey, was a much more realistic movie because we were right at that period where reality television shows were starting to kick off. Survivor hadn't come out yet, but uh, obviously the real world was ridiculously popular by yep. that point. Ed TV was really a product of its time. The premise behind The Truman Show, I thought, was far more interesting. So for me, it's going to be The Truman Show. Yeah, I would agree. I think um, kind of like we talked about before with Adam Sandler, when Jim Carrey's at his dramatic best. Yes. He he, he was funny in this, but without trying to be. Yeah. And it was to me, it was a it was a movie that felt a little ahead of its time. Uh, and it's very believable that I feel like we're going to get a movie like, I mean, a we're going to get a, adopting a child. We're going to get a series <laughs> like that at some point. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like we're going to get some, some companies going to do that. Yeah. So good. That was good. All right. All right. Here comes a tough one for you. Okay. Strip tease or showgirls. Okay. Interesting. Now, who strip, do you want to see naked more? Strip tease was 95 showgirl. Excuse me. Say that again. Uh, Showgirls was 95, Strip Tease was 96. And yes. the reason why I know it was 96, because that was the year I was 18. That was the year of Dana going to the movies three times a week. And I did see Strip And they brought Tease. these out just for you. I did see. I, I saw Strip Tease with Demi Moore and Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vaseline in your boots or no? Okay, so here's the deal. All right. I'm going to go with Showgirls. Okay. And the reason why I'm going to go with Showgirls is I invite people to go back five years and listen to the episode we did on Showgirls. Um, I think that's an often misinterpreted film uh, that was directed by Paul Verhoeven. I mean, this is the guy that did, you know, RoboCop, Total Recall, Starship Troopers, Basic Instinct. I, you know, I don't think he set out to make a movie to sort of glamorize the the Vegas showgirl lifestyle. I think it was a, an incredibly cautionary tale about how awful that world can be. Exactly. And I think the arguments have been made that Elizabeth Berkley does a terrible job acting in that movie, but I think that was all deliberate. I think that was all deliberate on by Verhoeven. It's like Marky Mark in... Boogie Nights. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's I think there's a lot of deliberate choices by Verhoeven that were were misinterpreted at the time. So yeah. not only do I like it better than striptease, which is not good. The thing is with striptease is it could have been she could have been a waitress. She could have yeah. been a shoe salesman. Absolutely. Didn't have to be a stripper. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's the good point. I never thought about it like that. You're absolutely right. Same story, different job. All right, so she plays a former she, 
like she worked for the police department yeah. or and she's a stripper she's trying to make money to get her daughter back she's, she's going through a bad divorce yep uh yeah you know show, show girls wins hands down hands down absolutely kids movies okay go maybe maybe madagascar versus the wild i'm gonna have to pass on that i haven't seen either of them i actually have not seen the wild madagascar is funny okay yeah. appreciate that yeah. another tough one 1994 Wyatt Earp or tombstone that is a tough one and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you the smart money would most people would say tombstone every day of the week Okay. I just did Tombstone a few weeks ago for my dinner and a movie programs, and there was 20 people there, 18, 20 people there. Half the room had not seen Tombstone, so I was really anxious to kind of see their, you know, what their reactions were, and they, they, they loved it. And it's an entertaining movie. It's completely ridiculous when it comes to historical facts. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, it's, it's way off. Yeah. It's way off. Right. What I think what it comes down to for me is if I'm sitting in front of the TV and I have to pick one of these to watch right now, I'm picking Tombstone. Okay. All right. That's it. If I'm trying to convince somebody to watch a movie about Wyatt Earp, it's going to depend on how deep do you want to get. Right. Do you want do you want superficial or do you want kind of the real story? <laughs> so that was good. Right, that was that was a tough one. It's a tough one. Let's see what you think about this one. 90, 95, 96. Okay. Powder or Phenomenon? Ooh. Powder? Different. So this is one of that's, these. That's, this, it's that, a little bit. Off. I don't know. That doesn't even seem like it would be on the. That doesn't even make sense to me that they put that. one. That one's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I got to tell you, and I'm not just saying this because I'm I'm friends with John, but I really liked Phenomenon the first time I saw it because I I genuinely was asking the question of how does he have this? How does he have these abilities? Yeah. And. And I felt it was grounded in a real sense of reality where people feared him, people adored him. And Powder was just, for me, it was troubling, you know? <laughs> it was, was kind of creepy. It was kind of, I, I'm going to go with Phenomenon on this one. Not, not trying to downgrade Powder. It's an interesting film and I'm glad it exists, you know? Yeah. It's certainly in a movie you'd never get made today. No, I remember. I remember watching that at the Boulevard Six. Yeah. Um, and even even in the theater, it was a little bit creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeff Goldblum's in that one, right? Powder? Is he? I think so. God, it's, it's, it's been, been since It's been, been since the movie came out that I've yeah. seen it. I'm not sure. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yep. So that's pre-Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum, but that's mm -hmm. after Jurassic Park. Yeah. So, okay. Here's right. one that was really easy for me. Okay. Stealing Harvard or Orange County? Stealing Harvard, Tom Green, yeah. Jason Lee, uh -huh. Orange County, Jack Black, and Colin Hanks. That's tough. I've only seen those movies once a piece. If I remember, and this is this, the, uh, my opinion could change if I rewatch both of them. <laughs> but I mean, for some reason, I remember Orange County being the the better of the two movies. That's I just remember kind of it was it. Let's be honest. Tom Green is Tom Green, and you, I've always hated Tom Green. I'm I sorry, I don't mean to. I mean, the, there's the, I, not to hate, but I hate there's, Tom Green. There's some things, but there's some Tom Green. Like I, I think he's a great interviewer. Like when he's on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, it, it's very entertaining. He's a he's a really good interviewer, uh, interviewee. Excuse me, interviewee. Like he, but he's a little out there. So I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go OC Orange County. That's my pick as well. I, I did I actually did not like stealing Harvard. I thought it was dumb as yeah. all get out. It's one of those that I think the premise was like he promised 
his sister that he would pay her tuition like when he was drunk or something yeah. and she calls him up and was like hey i need the money he, where any other person would be like you know me i'm a loser <laughs> i can't yeah. do that here's here's one that's should be quite easy leviathan or the abyss that's not even fair like that's just like, moving on like no no but 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 let's explore this for a second Le- leviathan should be compared to a movie called deep star six okay okay they're both about an underwater creature okay the abyss is not about an underwater creature like the, a sphere yeah i mean okay so deep star six leviathan i'm taking deep star six leviathan versus the abyss like that's like that's like a uh, an NFL team playing a high school team. Like there's not there's not even that's not even a question there. The Abyss is is a fucking classic. It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. It really is. Like it's it's one of Cameron's best. It is. I still remember the CGI when that yes. when the water comes out. That was groundbreaking. I remember looking at that going, how in the hell did they do that? That was groundbreaking. That was 89. That was 89. Groundbreaking. Yeah. yeah. And All that's right. Cameron. Don't yeah. never. That, everyone's like, "Are you sure you're excited about the new Avatar?" I'm I like, know it's, that's, it's James Cameron. That's why, if you notice on my list of movies I'm looking forward to, Avatar was not there. Interesting. <laughs> never bet on. Never bet against Cameron. No, I'm, I'll be there. But all right, um, another kids movie. Happy Feet or Surfs Up? Oh, Happy Feet. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Easily. Capote or Infamous? You know, we were having this discussion before we were recording. Uh, let's see. In 2020, I introduced my then girlfriend to Capote. She had never seen it. Uh, I had only seen it the one time in the theater in 2005 and obviously watching it 15 years later, I was blown away on every possible level. That is arguably one of the best movies made in the past 20 years. Yep. Having said that, the other movie infamous Mm -hmm. i've never even heard of really yeah that's what i think where the downfall of that is is it came out much later so i think it was like eight nine months after capote and capote had already won i mean just the timing of it you know philip seymour had already won won the academy award performance yeah so it came out and everyone's like oh that's cute you decided to to go on their their coattails so i have to i have to abstain from voting because i haven't seen it but my interest has peaked enough you mentioned that Sandra Bullock plays Harper Lee mm-hmm. in the movie. So uh, my interest is really peaked to see this film. So I might watch it tonight. I would say Capote for me is – it's the better of the two, but it's because I was tainted from seeing it. But yeah. Infamous is a great – it's a different take of the same character. And who plays Capote in that movie? Toby Jones. Toby Jones. I know the I, – I do, I do know who that character is. Yeah, um, actor, excuse me. But let me see if I can get the list – Toby Jones, Sandra Bullock, Daniel Craig, Peter Bogdanovich, Jeff Daniels, Isabella Rossellini, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, geez, that's an all-star cast. Yeah, Juliet Stevenson and who, Sigourney Weaver. Who directed it? Does it say who directed it? Douglas McGrath. Okay. So Douglas McGrath was the director of it. He directed Born Yesterday, Bullets Over Broadway, Emma, Company Man, Nicholas Nickleby, and was an actor in a few movies. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, that's that one. Like I said, my interest has peaked. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to watch that one. Yeah. All right. Now, this one's going to be a tough one. It's probably one of the toughest ones on the list. 1986 Iron Eagle or Top Gun? (laughs) I know you had to sneak that one in. Okay. All right. This is, listen, this is not even fair. All right. You know what we talked about, how, you know, you can love both of them. Yep. All right. 
So this is Sophie's choice. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to understand. Under what context am I making this decision? Am I recommending one of these movies to somebody who's never seen it before? Is it one that like, oh, I'm in the mood to watch? Let's it, let's think of it this way. This is a desert island, right? Okay. I've, you're going on desert island. I'm handing you a copy of Top Gun. All right. Or All right, Iron right. Eagle. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to go Iron Eagle. Ooh. And the reason I'm going to do that is because we live in a world where Maverick exists. <laughs> Okay. That's it. And I know and the only reason I'm saying this is because I have to just go by what I know to be true. And that is at least once a year, I watch Iron Eagle and Top Gun maybe once every few years. So I love them both, everyone. Don't everyone relax. I haven't lost my marbles. I'm going Top Gun. I trainer. knew you were going to go Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I love Iron Eagle, but. Um... There's not enough sex in Iron Eagle. There's no sex in Iron <laughs> exactly. Eagle. Exactly. There's some great music. Well, I would say there's great music in both movies. Yep. Um, another- but there is not a there is not a Cessna 172 racing <laughs> and XR 200 Honda motorcycle. So there's that not true. that. All right. This is a this was a difficult one for me because I like both of these, and so every, you know everybody listening, just think about the fact that these movies. With such similar plots came out in the exact same year. So 2000, we have Red Planet about Mars and Mission to Mars about Mars. Red Planet starring Val Kilmer, Carrie Ann Moss, and Tom Sizemore. Mission to Mars was a Brian De Palma directed film with Gary Sinise, Don Cheadle, Jerry O'Connell. Both movies are kind of bizarre. Yeah, I mean, both have... Ridiculous premises. And and neither of them have established themselves sort of in the pantheon of film history. They're both, they're both arguably forgotten movies. Right. Yeah. Um, Of the Mars, I would say the astronaut, astronaut, the, God, the Matt Damon. The Martian. The Martian. Oh. That's the Mars guy. That's the Mars movie. Yeah. That's 100%. 100%. This is a coin toss for me. I'm not really a fan of either of the films, so I'll just take the the De Palma directed one, just out of the pedigree. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Mission to Mars. If if you got to watch one of those, watch Mission to Mars first, and then if you're still into space drama, go for Red Planet. 2012. Okay, okay. we get some. Uh, I think this is probably kickback from the Ever After TV show. We're getting Mirror, Mirror, or Snow White and the Huntsman. Mirror, Mirror is. Um, Julia Roberts. Yeah. And then we've got Kristen Stewart and Snow White and the Huntsman along with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. The Huntsman. Uh, I've actually only ever seen Snow White and the Huntsman. Okay. And I didn't hate it, but I honestly don't remember it. No. It's Kristen Stewart, so. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Mirror Mirror on this one. Yeah. I mean, I know Snow White and the Huntsman got a sequel, but. I mean, and I remember watching it, and I also can't remember a single thing about yeah, it. Yeah, I can't remember anything about it. Um, moving into our top ten here. Okay. Shark's Tale or Finding Nemo? All right, that's easy for Come me. Uh, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Um, this one actually was a little bit difficult for me. So 2011, a movie about casual sex, mm-hmm. Friends with Benefit, or No Strings Attached. Which is the one where they're uh, pharmaceutical reps? Uh, that is, wait, Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. That's the one where he works for like, is it ESPN or something? And she's a 
I think she's a recruiter. The other one, no strings attached. I think she's a doctor, and he's a man whore? <laughs> I don't remember what he is in that. I think No Strings Attached is the one I like better. That's the one with Natalie Portman and yeah. um, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton, yeah, I like that one better. I think I like the Justin Timberlake one better, ex- except I just remember the end scene was terrible because it was just a dancing right. scene. But I, I do love me some Natalie Portman. Moving on, action movie. All right, here we go. Here we go. Olympus Has Fallen or White House Down of 2013? Both movies I saw in the theater. All right, so. I did not see either in the theater. Olympus Has Fallen was the first one to come out, if I remember correctly. That is Gerard Butler. He is a Secret Service agent who is, uh, that one has, I believe, I don't know if it was, I think it was, forgive me for not knowing, but it was. I don't want to get this wrong. It was like North <laughs> Korea or China. Or I don't want to mix those up. One, one. Neither one's listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> per their um, government. I just can't remember. Uh, anyway, long story short, the, both movies are about the White House being taken over by terrorists. Yeah. One is Dead Serious. That's Olympus Has Fallen. Correct. And the other one is directed by Roland Emmerich, who we briefly talked about in last week's episode when we were discussing Moonfall. Yeah. A Channing Tatum action yes. movie. Yes, Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx plays the president. Yep. So here's what I can tell you. Both movies have awful CGI effects in them. Yep. Awful. The White House blows up in both of them, right? I believe so. Yep. But, I mean, just awful in some parts. There's a scene in Olympus Has Fallen where like a an enemy C-130 plane is 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 basically wreaking havoc around Washington. It looks like garbage. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a scene where the White House limousine, the president's limousine, the Beast is driving through White White House down, and it looks it just anyway, oh yeah. That being said, White House Down has a little bit more levity and a little bit more humor to it and Jamie Foxx and Channing Tatum kind of play well off each other whereas Olympus Has Fallen is super serious the entire time so for that reason alone I'm gonna go with White House down all right I gotta go with Olympus Has Fallen okay only because um there it's it's now become a series yes um I appreciated the fact they tried to make it serious because both concepts were ridiculous yes they were um and i i yeah i appreciated the i appreciated that they gave more thought to the drama and the action and olympus has fallen yeah okay all right for the animal lovers out there here we go 1989 canine with jim belushi or turner and hooch with tom hanks okay so turner and hooch i only saw one time on video I remember seeing it in the theaters and crying my eyes out. And I do remember that being like upsetting, especially the ending. Like it's a very, very upsetting movie. Uh, And Canine, I've seen a couple times. And I remember favoring that movie simply because at the time we had two German Shepherds. Ah, okay. So, uh, and there was a scene in Canine where... Like Belushi's at a bar arguing, like trying to find some information out, and they end up one guy ends up throwing a fucking pool cue at the at Belushi, but the dog grabs it in his mouth and yeah. just breaks it in half. And I just remember, so yeah, canine, canine's my answer. So here's what here's what I'll say, you know, at the end of canine, 
when Jim Belushi's talking to him, he's in the vet and he thinks he's dead. Yeah. If the dog had been dead, I would pick canine. Right. I it's got to be Turner Hooch for yeah. me. All right. All right. Yep. More kids movies. All right. This was apparently a big controversy. I didn't realize this. 1998's Ants or A Bug's Life. Oh yeah, this is okay. So you know both what this about is? ants. This is this is DreamWorks versus Disney. This Disney sounds like versus, I was reading an yeah. article about. It, it sounded like it was cutthroat. It was. It really was. It really was. They oof, they were. I'm, I've been reading a book called uh, The Men Who Will Be the The Men Who Would Be King, which is about the 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 start of the beginning of DreamWorks, and there's a whole chapter devoted to this this whole situation. Really? Wow. And they were. There was a lot of people were trying to get their hands on the scripts, each other's scripts. Like there was a lot of like like business espionage going on. Like there this, and there was a race to see who was going to release their movie first. And uh, it was Ants, wasn't it? I believe it was Ants yeah. that got it, got it, got it first. For me, and I only saw both of these movies one time, but for me, for some reason, I thought the animation was better in A Bug's Life. Uh, so I'm going to go with A Bug's Life. Yeah. So I, um, the animation was definitely better in A Bug's Life. Between the two lead characters of Dave Foley in A Bug's Life or or Woody in Ants, I mean. I remember Stallone was in Ants. Stallone was in Ants. And then was it Kevin Spacey was the wasp? I mean, it's. That's what aged well. Yeah. I, I don't like either one. My kids don't like either one. See, that's that's what that's the litmus test. Yeah, is what do your kids think? So I, I if I had to sit down and watch one of them and be a bug's life. Yeah. Um, just because ants is just. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm not racing to see either of these movies, no. but I would probably say, oh, I'll do Bugs Life. All right, let's do two more easy ones before we get into the last three hard ones. Here. Okay. Ending the kids portion. Uh, 1995's Gordy, or Babe. I have to abstain because I've only seen Babe. Me too. I've so, never even heard of which Gordy. is a which is a charming movie. Yes, love Babe. Another, this is another one that I I I can't comment on. Chasing Liberty or First Daughter in two thousand four. I haven't seen either. I have not seen either. No. All right. Well, then let's jump into the last three here. Two thousand six, The Prestige or The Illusionist. <sighs> How do you come up with two movies about? magicians set in the same time set period in the same time period it's not even like we've got like you know somebody in the 90s this is yeah i mean so you've got uh christian bale all right all right my pick is now you see me no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> although that was no that was, no, that that was, was later that was, awful. that was awful movie they made a sequel to that they made a sequel I've, I've to seen Now it. You See Me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Michael Caine, Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Christian Bale, I mean, Hugh Jackman. Look, I, I got to go with The Prestige. Christen, Christopher Nolan directed. All right, here's what I say. I've seen The Illusionist once. I've seen The Prestige four times. So I, I've never – although The Illusionist is a little more straightforward narrative, it's not as – Yeah. Yeah. Like when you find out without giving it away, the, the big reveal of uh, The Prestige is kind of like, now what – yeah, and that's so. That's where um, that's, that's where typical Nolan. That is typical Nolan, but that that's where it lost me. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm on the illusionist side of this. Okay. Only because when it got to what do they even call it the when they got to the prestige of the of the act and you learned out what learned what it was, I just went <laughs> no no <laughs> nope 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 nope. I'm I I stop. Okay. okay. So I'm on the illusionist side. 
Another tough one for me. 1997, Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones or Dante's Peak with Ooh. Pierce Brosnan? And, and Linda Hamilton. And Linda Hamilton. That's right. So both movies I saw in the theater. I think they were released yep. within a month of each other. So let's see. The Volcano, Tommy Lee Jones, Anne Heche. Uh, there's going to be another movie, pair of movies that came out the following year that are going to kind of have the same, sort of the same situation for me. Yep. Okay. One is, one movie is grounded in a lot more reality. And one is utterly absurd, and I can't say that's a bad thing that's, about the utterly absurd that's aspect. It. I of mean, it. do you like do you like watching L.A. destroyed? Because there is like so Dante's Peak is very much plays homage to Mount St. Helens, which happened in 1980. You know, and it and right down to when the 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 you know the eruption looks very similar. Like, but. There is some wild shit that happens in that movie. Yeah. I mean, there's some wild stuff. The the the, the sulfur lake and the, oh, gra- the, and the grandma. And the grandma gra- uh, I mean, that's that's yeah. that's there's some it's like, tough- grandma, we're almost there. What are you doing? There's some heavy stuff in that movie. Heavy stuff. Heavy yeah. stuff. Whereas there's some also in Volcano, there's there's a lot of death. Well, in there's Volcano. a lot of social issues. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of black yes black people and white cops yeah there yeah um, there's a lot of that in there i'm gonna go with volcano i knew you would because I knew it for my money there is a scene where a man literally melts into lava <laughs> i mean melts and he's screaming all the way down and i'm just like <gasps> oh my god i remember seeing that in the theater and i was just, just like what is jumping going out of the subway the subway car, car and yeah throwing. yeah and he literally melts oh my god so yeah, I'm gonna go with Volcano, even though Dante's Peak is is by far the more realistic of the two movies. So I, I got to go with Dante's Peak. Okay, and not so much. I'm like I love both of them, and I've I've watched both of them this past year. To me, Dante's Peak it didn't seem as far fetched. Well, well, correct. I yeah, mean, yeah. I could see a, you know a volcano blowing up in L.A. Um, I think if they did it again today, it would be a much better movie and i think they suffered from cgi a little bit and yeah there's some there's some shoddy cgi in, in volcano for because sure pretty much dante's peak 90 percent of it doesn't have volcanoes i mean doesn't have the eruption in it it's no. just the last part it's sort of the after effects of yeah the mudslides and the you know yeah stuff like that so so then that brings us to our our last one okay to discuss. which i know which one it is go ahead it's gonna be deep impact versus armageddon yep now Again, how do you come up two movies about meteors? Also in the book I was reading. Really? Yeah, because it was DreamWorks was uh, Deep Impact. Okay. So, who? This this is a this is a challenging one because I saw both movies in the theater. Deep Impact yep. did come out first. Came out first. I yep. know that for a fact. That yep. movie did come out first, and I remember I was twenty at the time, and I remember the trailers for Deep Impact. You know, showed. Manhattan being washed away by giant tidal mm-hmm. waves. So initially watching the movie, my issue was they keep they keep trying to stop this, keep trying to stop this. And it's like, well, guys, we know you're not going to because the trailers have showed us that, you know, right. the, the, the asteroid or meteor is going to hit. Yep. Um, and I found the movie kind of a little boring. I was like, when are we going to get to it? You know, and that whole <laughs> up. the whole scene of them trying to 
drill holes and drop nukes. I mean, it was just like Armageddon, drop nukes. Um, uh, I didn't find that too exciting, except when uh, John Favreau gets blasted into space. Yeah. Poor Gus. We had to go back for Gus. <laughs> so, but, and then seeing Armageddon, I'm like, oh, Armageddon's such a better movie. Oh, Armageddon's so much fun. And then I come to realize something over the years, having revisited both of them. For me, Armageddon is a great movie until they go to space. Yes. Okay. When, when I forget which character it is, it's Steve Buscemi just firing off a gun and yep. someone goes, he's got space dementia. And it's like, what? The thing about this is it got, with Armageddon, it got exhausting, everything going wrong. Once they got to space, every single thing they tried to do, something happened. Yep. The stake kept building, making the stakes higher and higher and higher. You go to the space station to refuel. It blows, it blows up. up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything. And then, you know, but of course, they're the when they successfully blow up the asteroid and land, that whole scene where everyone's reuniting, incredibly emotional. Yeah. Rewatching Deep Impact, that's grounded a hell of a lot more in reality. Yep. As far as like how the world would handle this, you know, like, like, listen, we got a, we got room for a million people. 200,000 have been hand selected. 800,000 will be chosen at random. No one over age 50. I'm like, fuck, that's really how they would do it. Uh, yeah. And we've. And you wouldn't know until two days before. Yeah. No, you would be yeah. done. Um, going with Deep Impact. Not to say Armageddon's not a hell of a watchable movie. Uh, I am going with Armageddon. That's fine. <laughs> Michael yeah. Bay. Yeah. At his finest. So, um, to me, what, the deciding factor in both of them, because you are cor- 100% correct, Deep Impact is almost a documentary of what would happen. Yeah. I get no emotion from most of those characters in there. Like, you know, Tia Leone. Like, I'm sorry. You, you, they tried your to make her sucks. a leading star, a leading lady. <sighs> They've tried a few times, and she's she's a lovely person. Yeah. But her personality in that movie, I'll agree with you. Yeah. And Elijah Wood. He, yeah. It's yeah. like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't get enough feelings to care if the earth got destroyed or they lived. I was just like, ah, Armageddon again, like you said, it's just, it's ridiculous. There's no way. It, it's got the likable characters though. Yeah. It's, I, mean, I mean, when you get the end and you know, Bruce Willis sends Ben Affleck back up and, you know, takes his place for him. Ah, uh, you get a little, little teary eyed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, for me, it's Armageddon just because of not the story, but the emotional reaction. Excellent, excellent. Well, this was fun. Yeah, that was a little, uh, you know, a uh, little just, you know. You text me. He's like, "This would make a good episode." I'm like, "Yes, it would." Let's do it tonight. <laughs> Game on. So, awesome. All right, man. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for the next time this is going to happen. As uh, as Charlton Heston said in the opening monologue of Armageddon, it's happened before. <laughs> it will happen again. Oh, <laughs> it's like just that. a matter of when. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Dana Buckler, and we'll talk soon.